The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Training Camp Report. <clears throat> it is Tuesday, August 9th. Day 12 of Chiefs Training Camp has wrapped. So as always, I need to welcome in the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, the man with the most button-up shirts in Kansas City, Pete Sweeney. Sweet, what's happening? How's it going? What's happening? We're, we're, we're heading into a day off. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll be wearing a button, button up, button down, whatever you want to call it tomorrow. I need a... Uh... I need this day off after assistant coach day. There's a, there's a lot, yeah. a lot of pressers today. A lot of stuff to, to cover. <laughs> That's right. No, we got, I think it was five assistant coaches. And today I always appreciate, I know the fans probably enjoy the players a little bit more, but these coaches are, are with these guys and they're constantly evaluating. So sometimes you can take little notes and nuggets. So if, if you're a diehard fan, I, I would encourage you to, to listen from the podium when we, we do get it up later today. Yeah, it should be up for you uh, a little bit later on this afternoon. But uh, Pete, I want to ask you about the Chiefs unofficial depth chart that was released pre- uh, before Saturday's upcoming preseason game. Now, again, this is unofficial, so it, it, it's right. not definitively the way these guys are ranked or, or laid out on the Chiefs roster. But there was some interesting notes here. Uh, one. Uh, John Christian was listed as the backup left tackle and and Mike Dana was listed as the starting defensive end opposite of Frank Clark. Yeah. And I think that just goes into where you can, the rookies have to earn it. You you didn't see that with McDuffie simply because this is a first round pick the chiefs traded up for. And when you lose Traverius Warden free agency, that writing's already on the wall. He is expected to be the one starter, and I think they're challenging with that. George Karloftis, they're, they're making an earn a little bit, and I, I think it also speaks to what Mike Dana brings to the table. I, I really think that they respect Dana and his work ethic and how he's been able to improve uh, since coming to the Chiefs, and I've said it uh, in a couple places, but I'll say it again. I, I really like that, that energy where he wants to have five, six sacks, uh, pressure the quarterback more than he ever has this year. As a supplemental player, that, that could really help this defensive line. Yeah, and again, the the depth chart, the unofficial depth chart doesn't mean anything. It could be a a totally different rotation when they start this preseason game on Saturday, and it it could change multiple times before the season actually starts. But it it is a good place to start and and to try to get an idea of where these guys are kind of being valued in their roles on the team in the upcoming season. Yeah, really quickly too, like the the Chiefs don't, make this chart and hand it over to 
the PR staff. The PR staff makes it. I know that, that Mitch Holt just weighs in a little bit on it. Voice of the Chiefs, obviously one of the, the greater, greater resources when it comes to this team. And then the, the football side will sign off on it. So they do review it, but it isn't really self-created by them. So it is worth taking everything with a grain of salt. I, I do think another thing that stood out to me was the fact that Josh Gordon was not among what would be the top six wide receivers. And that sort of fits what we've seen at camp and an unfortunate part of camp because I, I felt like Josh was in a good place to maybe make this team. And I, I feel less and less like that every day. Yeah, just – it, it's with the young guys that have been making an impact. It, it feels like it's going to be uh, uh, hard for Josh Gordon to find a spot on this roster, but they did get some good news uh, on Tuesday as Rashad Fenton took the practice field for the first time, this training camp, he is expected to be removed from the pup, but he'll get worked back in slowly kind of how they've been working in Carlos Dunlap and some other players who are trying to get healthy. But I think this is a huge win for the Chiefs, getting him on the field before the regular season starts, because I was starting to question it. Yeah, I'm, I'm still unsure if he'll play in that preseason game on Saturday, but he has started the process of getting back into the mix. And we weren't sure, and the Chiefs wouldn't tell us what the timetable was. When they give no timetable, sometimes that's bad news. But as it turned out, return to practice today, he did one-on-ones individual, no team scrimmage periods for Fenton just yet. Uh, I know that the Chiefs put out some kind of clip of Juju Smith-Schuster basically mossing Fenton, which I don't know if you necessarily need to do that on his first first day back here. <laughs> but he he looked like he was moving well. And again, I like I think you're right. I think like Orlando Brown, like Carlos Dunlap, this will be a ramp up period back into being able to be among those first team cornerbacks. Yeah, we've talked about Rashad Fenton a lot. And, you know, here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, I think it's really important that They get him healthy because I don't think that you want to start the regular season with two rookie cornerbacks in that secondary. It's just, it's a tall task for any rookie to start week one of an NFL season for the chiefs to have two cornerbacks at, you know, premium positions in this defense or in this division uh, with the schedule that they have early season. I think getting Rashad Fenton back and healthy is absolutely huge for them. So it's good to see him take the practice field. Yeah, and I, I think he's the third cornerback on this team. I think ideally for them, it's LeJarius Sneed and Trent McDuffie. And then in the nickel, it's Fenton coming in, Sneed sliding in. They also feel like McDuffie can do that eventually. But it does seem like also they're making sure he's comfortable outside first before really mixing him into that role, even in training camp. So we'll see if he gets some looks in that regard on Saturday, eager to see what he can do. And then when it comes to your fourth quarter quarterback, cornerback, the first cornerback that would be off the bench, Chiefs are rotating a lot of guys with the first team defense. And Nazi Johnson was added to that mix today. We had seen Jalen Watson. We had seen Joshua Williams working there. Joshua Williams the most, then Jalen Watson, and now John, now Johnson. I think the Chiefs are just seeing what they have. They're optimistic about all of these cornerbacks. And then you also have Lonnie Johnson floating out there as well. And, you know, as we're talking, that's it's probably exactly why we saw DeAndre Baker re- released waves because they feel good with the players they have here in camp. Yeah. So we know they've got some depth there in the secondary, but there is a lot of use. So getting Rashad Fenton back and healthy is going to be huge for them. I want to ask you about McCole Hardman. And, you know, we've spent so much time talking about Sky Moore, MVS, Juju Smith-Schuster, and the roles that they're going to have in this offense in the upcoming season. But it seems like McCall Hardman has really kind of hit his stride this week at training camp. It seems like every day I'm seeing highlights of Patrick Mahomes hitting McCall Hardman deep down the field. Yeah, and again, it, it, it was an interesting offseason 
for McColl in, in the sense of the, the roller coaster. But, yeah, it, it is seeming more and more like the go-to pass catchers on this team are going to be Travis Kelsey, then Juju Smith-Schuster, and then I think MBS and McColl are, are right behind those guys. We'll see how many balls go to each one. Earlier in camp, going into OTAs, if you follow Arrowhead Pride, you knew how optimistic I was about MBS maybe filling a bigger role. And I still have optimism for MBS, but there have been other receivers that are getting close to him. Like you talk about McCole Hardman. I, I do think McCole Hardman had a good week, but I also think that Sky Moore has really showed out when he had has had the ball in his hands. So uh, the Chiefs designed this in the offseason. They want it to be a well-balanced offense beyond Travis Kelsey. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is next in the pecking order. And then I think all three of these receivers could be in the same yardage range, the same yardage total when it comes to production on this team, uh, which is what they wanted to do. They wanted to make this offense more balanced. They wanted to win with Patrick Mahomes making these guys look good. And I think we're starting to see what they designed sort of come to fruition here uh, as we enter day 12 and, and Thursday will be day 13 of training camp. It's really, and at this point, the Chiefs, like you mentioned, they want to spread the ball around. They don't need McCole Hardman to be a true number one wide receiver. I think all you need to see from him this season is just a level of consistency that we've been chasing his entire career so far, kind of like we saw from him at the end of the season last year. And if he can do that for an entire season, that's a good thing for McCole Hardman. It's a good thing for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it'll probably get him paid in the offseason. So you just got you just need more consistency from McCole Hardman because we know he can be a playmaker for this offense. I don't think McCole Hardman is going to be a thousand receiving yard receiver. However, I do feel like a thousand scrimmage yards is on the table, meaning maybe it's six to 700 yards through the air. Maybe it's three to four on the ground and some of these orchestrated looks. And so that is exciting, right? Because especially for McCole, you look at what Christian Kirk was able to earn simply never having a 1000 yard year in his career. I think you have that ultimate motivation built in for McCole as well. And so that that's what makes him an exciting player to watch here in 2022. I want to ask you about Carlos Dunlap, who's been getting more involved and has been really ramping it up this week with the chiefs in training camp. So did he sack Chad Henney today? Doesn't he know he's a veteran. You're not supposed to sack the quarterbacks in training camp practice. Yeah, he came around. It looked like he came around the left end. So the right edge, if, if you're on the offensive side and got to Henny. And I'm, I don't know if my fellow 32 slash 33 year old had a, had a brain fart. You know, he's been, <laughs> a, in the, he's had a lot of years and he hasn't, he hasn't played since last year. Uh, but he sort of touched Henny's shoulder and Henny was on the ground and, I, we were far away, so we really couldn't hear, but Henny got right up. Henny, don't forget, Henny's a 10-year veteran himself in his own right. Henny got up and said something to him. It looked like there was a little bit of jawing, uh, but you can't do that if you're Carlos. And Joe Cullen, the defensive line coach, after the practice said he, he loved the rep, but you can't touch the quarterback. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, so uh, Dun, Dunlap, for, for lack of better words, sat out the next series, and then he was back in the, the following one. So. And thankfully, it wasn't Patrick Mahomes, but uh, Carlos knows better than that at this point. <laughs> can't can't be sacking Chad Hetty in the practice, but it, it is good that he is getting those reps. And we'll see uh, how the Chiefs choose to deploy him on Saturday against the Chicago Bears. Uh, last thing, Pete, Dave Tobe did officially confirm. 
Isaiah Pacheco, rookie running back, is their starting kick returner, and they expect him to he, – he's already won that role, basically, with a couple of weeks of camp left. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's important, right, because that basically confirms that the Chiefs are keeping Pacheco. They see him in a myriad of roles here, and, man, that, that's exciting. Uh, it's, a, it's a lazy day on Saturday, noon kick, but I, I think a lot of Kansas Cityans are going to be tuning in and a lot of the reason is even past number 24, Sky Moore, even past number 21, Trent McDuffie, it's what can the new number 10 do? We knew what the old number 10 can do. What is this new number 10 going to do both as a kick returner and then on the offensive side when he does get the ball in his hands? Because it's, it's been impressive here at Chiefs training camp. And then I think when you look at the punt returner, and this was something I wanted to establish with Dave Tobe, which is why I asked him about it. I think ideally this team doesn't want to see Hardman as its punt returner and the thought process behind that is if if he returns a punt then he's gonna have to miss his first play on what would be the offense and so that is what went into Tyree Kill losing that role when he was still here in Kansas City I think they see the same thing for Hardman but they need a, an option someone that they feel can be reliable catching punts Sky Moore has been okay he's had a couple of these punt drops McDuffie Dave Tobe said is been the best punt catcher beyond Nicole Hardman and I wonder, are they going to have a top cornerback being their punt returner? But it seems like it, it is indeed not off the table uh, at this point. So that's another point to watch uh, as we do enter Saturday's game against theirs. Yeah, it's just tough for Sky Moore on, on that return spot. Uh, we talked about it yesterday on the editor show. He didn't return kicks in college. Like, it's just not something he's done. So while he is a gifted player, to expect him to be able to do that in the NFL, it's probably just not going to happen. And it sounds like Dave Tobe probably agrees, unless he just absolutely flashes something uh, this weekend or or in the preseason. Uh, Actually, I do want to ask you about, so Justin Reed is making the rounds yesterday. Justin Reed's out on the practice field drilling these long field goals. And then apparently he got an opportunity to do it like in an actual simulated situation today, and he just absolutely shanked it. Is that is that right? Steve, you said last question. I was w- walking over to get a snow cone. And I thought you were going to close it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to yeah. ask about the Justin Reed yeah. field goal. That's what people want to hear about, Pete. I am not lying to you when I say that Justin Reed kicked the worst field goal I have ever <laughs> seen at practice today. And I – attended high school video football games i covered when i was a student i covered syracuse football uh football at many levels uh this was the worst field goal i had ever seen it basically went off his foot and went directly left uh so um look when when he thinks there are no cameras on him and he's just having fun out there i mean this guy's drilling 65 yard field goals uh they put him in there at the end of practice or or the middle of practice i guess i should say and uh i think i think the pressure pressure got to him a little bit so i'm sorry to say that uh she still may have to keep elliot fry's phone number handy if if they can yeah it's safe to say justin reed is not going to be your emergency kicker if something happens to harrison butker but he's pete sweeney you can follow him on twitter at pg sween if you want to listen to the chief's press conferences in their entirety you will be able to do that here in the very near future at the arrowhead pride podcast network on from the podium as always please make sure you subscribe rate and review everything that we're doing on apple and spotify no practice tomorrow so we will talk to you guys on thursday for day 13 of chief's training camp